When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Folks, Selection Sunday has come and gone. It is the Monday after, and the charred embers of the NCAA Tournament Selection Show are just over there kind of cooking, kind of sizzling. But here's what we have. You hear it? You hear it? Of course. I got one. Usually, usually, I'll take you behind the scenes. That's Matt Norlander, by the way, from CBS Sports, who may or may not have slept last night. Not sure. I'm going to get to that in a second. I digested the bracket reveal uh, via uh, the CBS Sports app as I was driving on I-40 East, pulling out of Nashville and approaching Knoxville. There's a stretch of highway there. You're not quite to the mountains, but there's some terrain that has to be navigated. Uh, The feed was kind of cutting in and out because of our cell situation, but that's how I digested the NCAA tournament selection show via y'all's production on CBS Sports HQ. It was well done. It was informative, and it was, you know, it wasn't Greg Gumbel, but hey, buddy, it was pretty close. I appreciate that. Um, Man, this is, (laughs) it is a marathon. Great to be here. And yes, I made the, you know, uh, I assume you haven't listened to this, the Sunday Ion College Basketball episode yet. Um, That's correct. Here's why we're on the same wavelength so often, Hartzell. I did this. I did a little... I was like, that's one of the greatest sounds in the world. And Paris was like, I heard a lot of better sounds than that. No, this is it right here. I got the printout bracket. Um, I do sound like a man that hasn't slept a lot. And there are two reasons. One, Selection Sunday, March 2. My four-year-old, get better, buddy. Of all the nights to be vomiting at about 2.45 in the morning... Yeah. Dude, you got the stomach bug in the Norlander no, house? Not me. Not me, my little guy. So now I'm terrified that I'm going to get it. I, I That has been floating around the Hartzell house for two weeks, and it has made its way from younger brother to older brother. And, of course, it hit older brother while I was in Nashville for six days. So it's a thing. Uh, yeah. The adults in the house so far are so good. 
but yeah, well, I feel for you, man. Wood. That's Hopefully no fun. the same here, but uh, yeah, but my little guy, he's he's home today, and and hopefully he's better soon. But I had passed out for all of maybe twenty minutes, like not even, and then uh, and then yeah, woke me up, and I was like, oh, here we go. So it's been a it's been a it's been a thing, but but it is uh, it is the Monday after Selection Sunday. So much to get into, Hartzell. Yes. Guide this ship. I where will. do you want to go? Because I, I don't care if I'm on, you know, nine combined hours in three days. I'm ready to talk. I'm ready to get into this bracket yep. any which way and every which way. You were built for this. So here's what I will say, because as you know, I am a stickler for, you know, the printed bracket. It matters. This time of the year, above all, it matters. Uh, Matt has graciously tweeted on his, uh, on his Twitter feed, at Matt Norlander, what is... I mean, pretty close to perfection. It pretty, it, it, it basically, I think it is perfection. And what Hartzell's going to get to here, I'm just going to say it right now. The NCAA produces a bracket that has all the matchups, the first round tip times, the channels, and the team records, and the locations of all of the pod games for the first round, in addition to the dates for all of these things. It basically, I, I think anything more than that, and it's too cluttered. Actually, a few folks have been like, this is awesome. The only thing that would make this better is if there were the, the first round lines around it. Well, the NCAA is not putting the, the, the betting lines on the bracket, and I think that would actually clutter it up too much. You don't get better than that. It is on my Twitter feed, at Matt Norlander. Go and find it. I tweeted it late, 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 late Sunday night. Yeah, this is, this is well done because every sports aggregate site from here to Timbuktu has the bracket, okay? ESPN, Yahoo!, you know, you go into Fox CBS. Sports. Yeah, CBS, of course. CBS has a great one. But those are those are cluttered with other things, like sponsors. This is just the logo. That's all there is. It's the Houston Final Four logo in the middle, and then there's just data, and that's what I'm here for. For example, Texas A&M-Kennesaw State, that's a nice game. It helps to know that it's in Greensboro. You know why? Because nice. Kennesaw State is about a three-hour drive. From Greensboro. Just putting that out there. Owls. Yep. Hootie hoo. So here's what we got. Normally, Norlander and I have this Google Doc. There's there's notes. There's copious links and all kinds of things that you can you know, you can use to help navigate the show no, we don't, we don't in real that. time. None of that matters. You know why? This is the only thing that matters. Doesn't matter what I saw in Nashville for the last six days. Doesn't matter what Norlander saw in the Big East tournament for the last couple of days. None of that matters. Um, what matters is the field of 68, which we have before us. So, top seed Alabama, as it was unveiled in real time on Sunday. Did you have any beef with the Tide getting the nod above Kansas, above Houston, above Purdue for the number one overall seed in the tournament? No. Um, I said on HQ multiple times on Selection Sunday, like before, like when that was in the when that Bama game was was over. We had a, we had a, we had some time. We had like three hours or. Yeah, about three hours before we got to the bracket. And I said Alabama should be the number one overall seed. I expressed doubt that it would be because the SEC tournament final game, as you all know, has often not meant a thing when it came to seeding adjustments. But it mattered yesterday. And I asked the selection committee chair on HQ that very thing. And, and uh, he dodged. He, he, he took, a, he took a, a, a called strike on my first pitch, but I made him, I made him swing and connect on the second one. So... Uh, it did matter. Bama should be the number one overall seed. Houston being ahead of Kansas is interesting to me. I actually, Houston's second in the overall seed order list. I would have had Houston fifth with the loss to Memphis. I would have jumped Texas up, and I would have gone Bama, Kansas, Purdue, Texas, Houston. But the order actually is Bama, Houston, Kansas, Purdue, Texas. And then UCLA, I think, yeah, and then UCLA, 
uh, and then Gonzaga, I think, is the order there. So because of that, Houston gets to go to Kansas City, and Kansas gets shipped out west. The team mm. with the most quad one wins in the history of us doing this. Yeah, that's, that was an, a little bit of an un, unexpected twist. And these things matter. It matters, one, because you travel more. I mean, coaches would rather just stay closer to home when you're the high seed. You got that, plus you're going out west. If you get to the second weekend, you might have Gonzaga and UCLA waiting for you, one of the two. And, Goodness. You know, those Goodness. fan bases, particularly Gonzaga, is going to travel well. So Kansas, and then Kansas, I said this on the, on the podcast, on the CBS pod, Kansas has five, including Kansas, the West, has five of the top 11 teams at Ken Palm in that region. Five of the top 11 in that one in Kansas and UCLA, Gonzaga, yes, St. Mary's is in that group as well, and uh, UConn. UConn's fourth in, at Ken Palm. It's, it's the fourth seed in that bracket. So here's the beauty of what we're, what we're doing here in real time, Norlander. You have been talking about the bracket since 6.01 Eastern time on Sunday, okay? Let's go. I, on the other hand, uh, spent all of yesterday driving. I didn't get back home until midnight Eastern. So I am coming in cold in terms of, like, consumption. I printed this bracket out 20 minutes before we went mics up on this show. So my takes are, are fresh, and some of them will be will probably be stale very quickly. But here's the thing. I'm looking at this bracket, and I'm thinking the same thing you are with Kansas. The West is loaded. There are problems out West for Kansas. You mentioned the two-seed UCLA. Obviously, they've got injury concerns. Gonzaga lurking as a three. UConn lurking as a four. And my, yes, my Arkansas Razorbacks lurking as a potential 1-8 matchup in the round of 32 for yep. Kansas. You got, you're right on on that. That's, That's two a problem. That could be waiting. Yes, That's a yes. problem. So, yeah, I think the West is loaded. Conversely, uh, the South Regional is a, I mean, that is an Alabama cakewalk to the Final Four, to at least to the Elite Eight. I think Arizona could be a, could be a fun matchup. But, I mean, wh- where's the, where is the hurdle here for Alabama? In the South Regional, Norlander. Sorry, I had myself muted there real quick. Uh, well, let's see here. Let's let's take it to uh, first round, no. Second round, can't see it. Although Huggins Hall of Famer, West Virginia, it's not unthinkable. I mean, there's certainly been more surprising 9 over In ones. Birmingham, though. It is in Birmingham. By the way, we'll get there on the Midwest. Auburn as a 9, also going to Birmingham. What are we doing here? Bama over West Virginia in Birmingham. You got to figure they're okay, but then you get to the second weekend. Okay, so you could have San Diego State or Virginia waiting for Bama. Uh, I feel like, hold on, I feel like Virginia Bama. I'm gonna do this in real time. I feel like Virginia and Bama actually played each other last season. Not that that matters, but I want to see if that happened. Am I am I just imagining things? I am imagining things. Okay, well, I don't know why these teams. I thought they might have played, uh, but Virginia maybe. We'll see. Uh, San Diego State, I think, is good enough to beat Alabama. Not saying it will. I think it's good enough to do so. San Diego State's going to be slept on because it's going to be a very trendy 12 over 5. And because of that and because of how good it is defensively, it's it's possible. It's not unthinkable. And if you've got Tony Bennett in a game in a Sweet 16 with the way that Virginia plays, it, it's a legitimate obstacle there. So that's one. And then you get to the bottom half. What you could What could you be looking at? You could be looking at Arizona can get to the final four plays plays a similar style that would be an amazing elite eight matchup arizona alabama really really good you've got baylor you know elite offense great three guard attack 
Doesn't have a lot on defense. They are Baylor is limping into the tournament. My that is correct. So not likely, but still, it's 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 possible. And then you got the Jays. You got the Creighton Blue Jays, preseason top ten team. They're on the six line. They're the best six, six that's out there. They certainly have. The, Creighton, how about this? Creighton is was deserving of its seed, but if you took Creighton's starting five and matched it up against every other team in the country, Creighton has a top ten starting five in college basketball. And so with that, it would have a, a good chance against Bama. So there is no cakewalk to Bama to the Final Four, and I do not have Alabama in the Final Four. Really? Okay, I haven't listened to the on-college basketball pod. I, I don't know what your official picks are, but but because you brought it up, I'm going to ask. Who, who's going out of the South you want, you want You want this now? Okay, fine. We can save it. That's fine. That's fine. We'll save it. But here, here's what I'll say about Alabama. And yes, I did this last year with Tennessee. Because I saw him win the SEC tournament, and I was like, ooh, that's a dangerous team. Here's what Tennessee didn't have last year that Alabama does have this year. The best player in college basketball. All right? I, I, I just want to talk hoops here. I, I, this, is, this, is the, this is the show after Selection Sunday. I, I do not want to go Jeremy Schapp on the Brandon Miller situation. Okay? This is not 60 minutes. That dude... On the floor, Norlander, I know he's not going to win the Naismith Award because your Mm -hmm. boy Zach Eady's already had that thing wrapped up. Brandon Miller's the best player in college basketball. That guy, there is nothing he cannot do. You want him to run point? You want him to pass? You want him to, like, you want him to to drop 25? You want him to shoot 25-footers? You want him to yam on people? Like, that guy is the total package. And he's got a pretty solid supporting cast around him as well. That is... I'm sure there are talented teams that could give Alabama a game, but it's not like the Tide haven't been tested down the stretch with close games, with decent opposition. It's all about matchups. I get that. Like, Virginia-Alabama could be a problem if it's a game that's in the 50s. Sure. But, boy, Brandon Miller on the floor, impressive. And he did win SEC Most Valuable, I guess Most most Outstanding Player Tournament Honors. Uh, he was He was spectacular in Nashville, man. He was everywhere. He was really good. And I know that the media focus, as you kind of zoom out about the off-the-court stuff, the media focus will be, will be greater. The intensity will be higher. But I do not know, as a freshman, Norlander, if Brandon Miller at any point has to actually take the podium. Isn't that something that's decided by the school in terms of which student-athletes I think it's are both, available we'll to the out. press? I, 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 yeah, I think it's both. Okay. Um, yeah, so we'll see on that. I think it's... I think it's I don't think I know. It's just going to be one of the the biggest things. You're going It'll to have be messy. National yeah. news yeah. media going sure. down and covering this stuff and asking. And and if uh, and if they don't make them available, I think that you know NATO will just you know face even more. So it's just it's just part of it, man. It is and as as it should be. And uh, apparently the Washington Post had a really really good story. I have not had the time uh, to read anything basically, but uh, I did see that was widely shared and offered some uh, sobering perspective on the whole matter. Who is your while we're in the South Regional? A lot of people like College of Charleston because they won 31 games during the regular season, but that is a that's a that's a tough matchup against the Tex uh, in the 5-12 game. Who, who is who's your sleeper? Because we're we're going to kind of go around the bracket here. We'll, we'll spend some time on each region. What's a matchup? What's a team that nobody's talking about, or frankly, that nobody's watched during the regular season, Norlander? That is going to be a potential Cinderella in the South region. Fur man, paladins. Fur man, I, I need someone to hop on my 
my Zoolander thing here. I mean, never seen that movie. Me? I started watching it and thought it was terrible. <laughs> like I got like 20 minutes in. And I was like, this ain't for me. He says merman instead of mermaid. So I'm ta- I'm playing off of that. And fur man, I've got Furman over Virginia. I do. I, you know, I gotta be honest here. Looking at this old bracket. Most years I, I just, I bathe in my self-loathing when I finish my picks and I'm like, you complete asshole. What are you doing? But not this year. I, I've got plenty. I've got plenty of spice, plenty of tang uh, across this great bracket, and I take some chances. And I don't think it's outlandish, and it's certainly not chalky. I think it's uh, it's just enough. So Furman is one of my upset picks. I'll go with them. They've got the goods to do it. They've got a couple of really high level players. Virginia is a just uh, it's a beast to prepare for. Generally speaking, just from like from a coaching perspective, uh, you know this is not a great Virginia team. It's outside the top thirty at Ken Palm. It's not great offensively. They can't play from behind. That's another really, really good point. But it's going to keep. It's it's still going to probably it probably dictate the terms. And I say probably like it's almost definitely going to dictate the terms. It gets a Furman team that is in the dance for the first time since 1980. A Furman team that is the best two point shooting team in the country. Uh, more offensively focused, uh, likes to shoot from deep. So it's one of those deals where Furman, like, and I'm going to say it will happen. I think Furman will just play itself into a solid three-point shooting night. You know, mark me down for just, you know, hitting 35% of its shots from, from beyond the arc. It does that. It gets some stuff done against the pack line and, and gets, a, gets a win along the lines of, I don't know, like they, 65 to 62, something like that. So I've got Furman upsetting Virginia in the first round, and that is my only... That's my only actual like real upset. I've got Utah State over Missouri ten over seven. Hey, 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 hey! Not an upset. Aggies. Agreed. Agreed. So I, I have two lower seeded teams. Uh, to me, the higher seed is the lower the number. So I've got two or lower seeded teams in the first round winning. I've got Furman over Virginia, and I've got Utah State over Missouri. Ten seed Utah State, coached by our boy, friend of the program, Ryan Odom. We were on that guy early, before they upset Virginia, like way early, back when like UMBC's basketball Twitter account had like twenty five hundred followers. Utah State, two-point favorite over the Missouri Tigers in Sacramento. Home game for the Aggies, relatively speaking. Um, all right, anything else from the South region that stands out to you? I like Baylor as a three. I've been talking about Baylor all year, but, man, can you win a game? Like, going into the NCAA tournament? I'm not saying you got to win the Big 12, but can you win a game? Baylor's been, they've been sputtering. I love their guards. I mean, they've got Keontae George when healthy. He is a lottery pick. He is a he's a very good player. He's a he's a star. But I, I it's going to be tough for me to pick Baylor over Creighton. That that's going to be a challenge for me. So yeah, I, I I think it's an interesting bracket, but I think it's an Alabama. I was going to say coronation. It I I've got Alabama coming out of the South as I do this in real time. And I, a lot this of is, people are. Yeah. This is I know, I know. It, this is this is going to be an NCAA tournament where it's going to be wild and it's going to be wacky. But Alabama has got the best player in college basketball, and that is relatively speaking, a pretty manageable path to Houston for the Tide. Let's go to the East region. We have not spent any time. You will, I'm assuming, Norlander. This is where you will be for the regional finals. You'll be at the Garden. I will be at the at the Garden for the finals. Yes, I go okay. Again. Top seed Purdue, two seed Marquette coming in hot, hot. Shaka Smart leaving Texas for suburban Milwaukee. 
is uh, one of the greatest decisions uh, in the history of mankind. Good for him. Mm-hmm. And he has, he has cashed that in on a Big East regular season and now a Big East tournament title. Purdue the one, Marquette the two, Kansas State the three, Tennessee fraud four, and Duke the five, and Duke not playing in Greensboro uh, and getting shipped to Orlando. Mm-hmm. Was uh, was eyebrow raising for folks in uh, this neck eyebrow. of the woods. I, I mean, not that eyebrow raising. Plus, you get Cameron North if you get to the second weekend going up to the Garden. True, that's a home game for 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 Duke in, in the friendly confines of MSG. That's true. I think Greensboro would want to sell some tickets, but you know, hey, uh, what what do you make of the East Region? Uh, we, you know, we're not. Here's what we're gonna. Here's what we're not gonna do. We're not gonna go game by game. We're not gonna be like, you know, hey, Memphis, Florida Atlantic. Although that is a juicy eight nine. What uh, what stands out to you here in the East Region, my man? East Region. You hear that? Yeah, yeah, yeah I right. hear it. Cash How many brackets have you printed great. out, by the way? Blank brackets. Thirty. <laughs> just like you got them in like every pocket, every jacket. Got to have them all over the house, every room. Can't chance it. I think. I think. By the way, this is the year. My son is six. Yeah. I, I think this yeah, is yeah, the you year. You should do it with him. I, I did. Well, I did mine with. Uh, with my boys um, last year, <laughs> uh, so yeah, you should do it. But they, I'm just, I'm reading the games and they're picking the name that sounds better. It's a very fun ex- exercise. I like my, you know, but like you know, he's learning uppercase, lowercase letters. He's got really nice handwriting. Like I think this is the year. This is this is the year. We're gonna go to Staples. We're gonna get some poster board. I'll I'll draw it out in pencil. He can go over it in marker, and we are going to make a Hartzell family bracket. It's gonna happen. This is the year. Love to see it. Love to hear it. Let's look at this East. Purdue will uh, will not have an issue in the first round, but the second round is a problem. Now Memphis FAU, come on, man. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna really just beat this drum endlessly because if you are listening to the pod, you watch me on HQ and you listen to the Ion College. You were irate. Podcast. I mean, you 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 had all the it's feels about this. It's a joke. FAU is not a nine. And let me check bracket matrix. Let me check bracket matrix really quick on this. I want to see how many. See, I'm looking right now. All right, eight, seven, eight, eight, eight. These are people projecting what they would have been. Eight, 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 seven, eight, eight, eight. There's a five out there. Eight, eight, seven, eight, 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 eight. There is one nine. Eight, eight, seven, eight, eight. So call it an eight with plenty of sevens there. Nine was aberrational. I thought Furman should have been a six. I mean Furman. Uh, FAU should have been a six. It's a nine. It's a misseed. It's an egregious misseed. The record speaks for itself. The only reason why it's a nine is because it didn't have the opportunities in the non-conference to play better teams and beat better teams, and it has one win against the field. So that's the argument the committee's going to go to. It is not a nine seed. Um, and, and we get the best eight-nine on the board in this one because Memphis comes in feeling itself after beating Houston, a Houston team that didn't have its best player. And then FAU's been tremendous. So... It's a bummer that these teams are faced up against each other. We get a great game, but I would have rather had Memphis and FAU play literally any other team, although I do like the 8-9 that's in the West, and we'll get to that in a minute there. Um, It's a fun game. I'm taking FAU, uh, but we'll see. Those are two old teams, man. That should be good ball. I've got Oral Roberts over Duke. And now Duke apparently is a is a more popular Elite Eight Final Four pick than than I have realized in the immediacy of this bracket coming out. But I will go with Oil Roberts to win this game. Duke is is playing tremendous. It's never it's never been better at any point in the season than it is right now. Uh, I don't deny that. Oil Roberts, out of the Summit League, has won 17 games in a row. It doesn't turn the ball over. 
It is a better shooting team than Duke. It has a dude that is a just dynamo in Max Asmus, okay? He's automatic from the foul line, shooting 38% from three. Did this two years ago in the tournament. This team is better. And even the small stuff, like Connor Van Over is seven foot five. He's not an amazing basketball player. But they're gonna but a, a mid-major team with a 30 and 4 record that has one loss since November 22nd is gonna put a 7-5 dude out there along with a six-foot baller. They've got two more guys that are shooting 38% or better from three-point range. They have got enough, and they're experienced. They've played together. Defensively, they're also pretty pretty reliable. So it's not outlandish. Uh, Ken Palm has I, you. You have the line. I don't have the line in front of me. I've got the. I've got the. I've got the all the lines. All I've got. I've got every line. Dig, in the world. Ken Palm has Duke minus three. That's completely reasonable. But I will have Oral Roberts winning this game. That's a, that's a twelve over five that I got. I did not take Charleston over San Diego State, which will be popular. I am taking Oral Bob over Duke. Wow. So the actual Vegas line opened at Duke minus seven. So Too that big. is there is some value there. According to what Ken Palm thinks and what the odds makers think. And I get it. I mean, Duke is a brand. They're hot. They just won the ACC tournament. But Oral Bob, huh? That This is this is, this is is your hill. You are planting the flag on Oral I Bob. I, and I don't, I don't know if – you really need to get to about Tuesday afternoon to get a feel, you know, on the tweet machine and see him expert picks. I don't know how trendy that's going to be. But, uh, but yeah, that's uh, – I, I think that's got a real, real shot. Wow, I mean that that again. I I have not been, nor will I really digest. Like, I don't need Dan Wolken's picks for the NCAA tournament. Like, I, I, mean, I why, why is he got to catch a stray? No, I'm just saying. Like, I don't. They, like, there's some people out there. It's like, here's my picks. I don't. I, I don't want those. I don't need those. There are certain college uh-huh. basketball minds like yourself, Norlander, like Gary Parish. I listen to the Iron College Basketball Podcast. I like you guys. I I will seek content there. I don't need. I don't need Michael Wilbon's NCAA tournament bracket. Like I nor do I want Charles Barkley's bracket for that matter. Um but yeah, look, there's everybody's doing it. This is a busy week uh for content and and rightfully so. This is a celebration. The Selection Sunday is one of the coolest days in college sports. It really is. Like it's fun. Uh and for those of us that kind of grew up with the nostalgic takes on college hoops, you know, there was a <laughs> Listen kids, kids, gather around. There was a time when if you wanted this, you had to buy a damn newspaper, okay? Like, that's how you got it. Or you got the blank bracket in the Sports Illustrated two weeks before, and you had that thing ready to go while you were watching CBS, and you were writing it in with pen. That's how it went. Like, that's how it was. You wanted to print out 40 brackets? Guess what? You had to go to a place called Kinko's. It doesn't exist anymore, okay? (laughs) So it's a different time. It's a very different time. By the way, Florida Atlantic Memphis. Memphis, a one-and-a-half-point favorite there over uh, over FAU, which, I mean, just kind of stormed through Conference USA. And by the way, we can save this another day, another time. The Conference USA tournament in Frisco from folks that were on the ground there, absolute logistical nightmare Wait, for all why? parties involved. It was They didn't have enough radio locations for the teams that were there. They're doing the men's and women's tournaments side by side, two courts in one building. There's like a giant curtain, and they're literally sending out emails to people, being like, hey, "I'm I'm sorry, like Westwood's coming in for the championship game. You, you can set up when these guys are done. I, I'm sorry, like you, you, seriously, 
Like there are schools leaving Conference USA doing backflips on their way out of that place because it is a poorly run league. Uh, let's save that for another time. Louisiana, Tennessee, Cajuns, autoplay. No, no. no. Uh, yeah, 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 listen, listen. Tennessee, I'm not a... Uh, I'm not an X's and O's guy, all right? I'm, I'm not drawing up plays on the board. But at some point in time, you're going to have to score. And Tennessee just has a hard time doing that. I saw them play without Sakai Ziegler. Like, uh, Vescovi's fine at the point. He's a heady Vescovy. player. Vescovi, he's a heady player. Like, he's, he's likable. But as a team... Like, Josiah Jordan-James is just, he's an enigma. Like, he'll go for 21 night, and he'll give you three the next. So, give me the Cajuns. I am a Sunbelt boy. Graduated from proud JMU, uh, proud Sunbelt member, James Madison University. So, I'm, I've got to ride with the Cajuns here. That's my upset pick in the, uh, in the East Regional. So, you can go ahead and lock that up. I'll give you another take. Providence, Kentucky. Folks. I don't want to go anywhere near Kentucky basketball right now with a 10-foot pole. These guys are so overrated. It's a 6-11 game. Uh, Kentucky's favored by 4.5. It's at the Greensboro Coliseum. Big Blue will show up. They will be loud. But you know what they're not, Norlander? They're not proud right now. Like, that is a fan base that has become apathetic, disillusioned, frustrated, angry, like... They got smoked, smoked by Vanderbilt's guards in the SEC quarterfinals. And, you know, they, they have all these excuses. Well, Severe Wheeler's not good enough to play on our team. Well, guess what? He's not playing anymore. Y'all still have a point guard problem. Like, Kentucky has got major issues. I know it's a brand, and it's the NCAA tournament. I don't know about you. I, I don't see Kentucky getting out of... I mean, I certainly don't see him getting out of the first weekend. I don't know if I get him. See, I don't know if I see him getting past the Friars. And I know you're Big East guy, Norlander, so that probably gets you all. That probably gets you all excited. But this Kentucky team's got issues, man. Big time issues. I'll, I'll be honest. Um, my first tour through this bracket home, I got. Uh, I got Kentucky in the Elite Eight, but then I changed my mind. I, I don't think it's going to be a game with Providence. No, I'm going to be wrong. Uh, Providence tends to play close games. I actually got Kentucky winning that with a little bit of comfort, so I'll have them moving on. I have Tennessee winning um, against Louisiana. And, yeah, I, Louis, uh, listen, Louisiana, it's possible. I'm just not uh, – if you look at the, at, the, at the data profile on that team, it's just not a great matchup, but we'll see. Um, Kansas State, Montana State, Kansas State – enough where I think it's not going to get pushed. I was wondering if they might be a candidate to get picked off, but not quite. And then uh, Michigan State over USC. I think that's the play. It's the, it's the most bland game on the board among all the 8-9s and 7-10s, in my opinion. In fact, let me look at these 6-11s. There's a couple 6-11s that might be a little more bland. By the way, that Michigan State, Southern Cal, that's the first game on the board Friday. Not as good as the first game on the board Thursday. But that's still, that's, that's must-watch. Gotta have it. Because it's at 12.15 on Friday. And guess what you're not doing at 12.15 on Friday? Working. That's right. That's right, baby. And then Marquette moving on against Vermont. My catamounts, they got a tough, that's a tough assignment there. Yeah, Marquette's it is. But, I mean, you, you go, ahead and, go ahead and get the, uh, the, the tweet draft going. I mean, how many fish references are we working into that when Marquette gets past your catamounts? Eight? Nine? I mean, 
<laughs> I don't know what the over under is. By the way, I brought a. Uh, well, we can save that for another time. That's that's a separate okay. show. Yeah, okay, yeah, it is. Yes, yeah. I think I I I I think in real time, you've already you've already talked about Oral Roberts over Duke. I I think the East Regional could be. Yeah, you might get Purdue Marquette in the regional final at Madison Square Garden, but I I think it could be. It could be carnage on the way there. Duke Oral Roberts. Tennessee, Louisiana, Kentucky, Providence. Yeah, I got Oral Roberts in the Sweet 16 just to work. Yes, <laughs> let's go. We will save picks for the uh, for the end of the show for those uh, for those that are tracking this at home. All right, you want to go Midwest or West as we move to the right hand side of the let's bracket? Go Midwest. All right, Midwest. You got Houston the one, Texas is the two, Xavier the three, Indiana the four. First of all, what's going on with Houston and their injury concerns with Sasser? Is he going to be available? Yeah, I think the plan is he'll be available. He, uh, you know, he had a groin issue that kept him out. They kept him out intentionally. That wound up pl- that <laughs> did wound up not mattering because Houston got a good got the one seed and got to go to the Midwest region where it'll play in Kansas City. It'll start down there in Birmingham, um, but he is expected to to be good to go. Houston doesn't need him to beat Northern Kentucky. Norse. Uh, you need, here's the deal, and I don't know the exact nature of the injury, obviously. If he needs even 24 more hours for rest and recuperation, just don't play him against Northern Kentucky. Save him for the second round. Give him that much more time. Because right now, let me look at this here. We are looking at this game is the 16th. So, yeah, this is a Thursday, Saturday. So it is a quicker turnaround. The Houston-Northern Kentucky game is going to tip. That is your last tip of the day in Birmingham on Thursday. Just hold him. If you, unless he like is good to go. But he, they can't win the national title without him and without him at 85-plus percent. So, um, so I don't think they'll have an issue with Northern Kentucky if they move along there. Iowa-Auburn is the, is the Bruce Pearl special. Um, Bruce Pearl and, you know, Iowa, the connections. Are you are you familiar with with the history with uh, with Pearl in that particular institution? Uh, this goes back to the uh, this goes back to the recruiting, right? Where he like tattletailed on somebody and became like the black sheep of the coaching well, industry. Yes, he was he was an assistant at Iowa, and then um, I believe it, it was it was with Illinois um, when he was an assistant at Iowa, or late eighties, I think. Um, he was recruiting a player, and I can't remember who it was. But Illinois got the player, and um, afterward he it was something to do with phones. I don't I don't have it all in front of me, but it it created a, a major deal and a major rift. And Illinois fans have hated Bruce Pearl ever since. And uh, Pearl basically accused Illinois of, of of cheating to get the player. And so yes. um, so you know, but Pearl go, you know going up against this, the the place where uh, he was a former assistant. You know, just just. Something, something to know. The last time Bruce Pearl was an assistant, I'm almost positive. He's been a head coach ever since he left Iowa in the early 90s there. I do like Iowa to win that game. Auburn, I can't get on them at all. I think you're going to agree with me on that. I'll go the next two, and then you can give me your thoughts on this overall. The next two in the bracket, This is I'm going to Albany. I'm getting these. I got I got a great four-pack for Albany, and I didn't know what I was going to get, but I got nothing but 12s and 5s and 4s and 13s. Very, very happy. So Miami's going to play Drake. Canes. Uh, that's a Friday night, uh, 7.30 tip. And then Indiana-Kent State's the late tip on Friday night up there in Albany. And these are both 
games that could see the double digit seeds move on. Drake is po- is Drake can beat Miami. In fact, I think I've seen some some uh, some data out there that's suggesting that might be the most likely twelve over five is Drake over Miami. I can't go there because I do like Miami's roster too much. Although Norchad Omir is day to day with an ankle, so we will see. When he becomes available, Miami could well need him in order to beat uh, a very good Drake team um, that uh, that's coming out of the Valley. And then, yeah, another uh, you know coach against former school, Rob Senderoff at Kent State, the head coach, was an assistant for Kelvin Sampson at Indiana way back in the day. And Senderoff uh, faced a show cause for, again, we're going back to you know phone calls outside the boundaries and Kelvin Sampson flagrantly breaking those rules, which seem antiquated now but weren't then. Uh, Kent State gets into the tournament Golden Flashes, as I tweeted, Kent State, its coach, big-time Pearl Jam fan, friend of the pod. So if you have been listening and dialed into college sports now, you are aware that we have had multiple NCAA tournament coaches on, including Rob Senderoff, who we got the morning after a game. My, 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 how things have changed. Listen, the CSN bump is real. I've been telling people this for years now. We have interviewed two coaches this season on the show. Both of them are on the field of 68. You're welcome. That's right. I'm going to take Kent State to win that game, although I was talking to another coach on my drive home from HQ last night. Just called a check-in, another coach uh, out there in the field. And um, he was I, I was like, Kent State, I'm going, to, I'm going to take him to win, I think. Because we were just talking about games and matchups. He's like, you realize, you realize who Trace Jackson Davis is, right? I was like, yeah. He's like, Indiana's going to beat him by 20. I was like, you might be right, but I'm just going to go with – Kent State in that game. They've got a point guard named Sincere Carey who is very, very good. That's a wonderful nightcap there. What are your thoughts on the top half of the Midwest? Well, first of all, let's go to the uh, let's go to the Auburn Iowa game. I'm with you. I too have a hard time supporting Auburn basketball. They have underwhelmed uh, really ever since this time last year when they went one and done in the SEC tournament and then got knocked out in the round of 32 uh, in 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 the tournament in the NCAA is a year ago. Here's the thing, though, Norlander. Uh, I know you're not familiar with the geography of Alabama, but Birmingham is pretty close to Auburn. I mean, they're, like, right next to each other. So that's a road game for Iowa. And Auburn minus one, it's, it's tempting. It's very tempting. Drake, Miami, fishy line. Fishy. These have been my canes for the last probably month now. I uh, was certainly disappointed to see him bow out in the ACC tournament to uh, you know to a good Duke team, sure, but this is a two-point line. Miami's a two-point favorite, and I know that teams out of the Missouri Valley Conference have been giant killers historically. Okay, I guess most recently Loyola of Chicago, but before that, Ali Farouk Manesh. Does that does that name ring a bell? Ali Farouk Manesh does. Yes, same thing. Northern Iowa, okay? These guys are, this is this is David versus Goliath. The, the Valley is used to this type of stuff. But I'm still going to ride with my Canes. And as far as Kent State, Indiana, Hoosiers lost to Penn State in the Big Ten tournament? How are we feeling, Hoosier fans? Like, I, Yeah, that's th- a good question, Hartzell. I, keep vamping here. I got, a, I got a quick thought on Indiana. Well, I know. just, I, I, Indiana was a chic team. Two, three weeks ago in, uh, you know, they're knocking off Purdue. Like, they're making moves. They're Everybody's feeling good about Indiana. And now you're a four, matched up against Kent State and Albany. You're, you're a four-and-a-half, five-point favorite. And frankly, like, it, 
do we think Indiana can get past Houston in Kansas City? I I don't. I, I think I think Houston has a pretty pretty easy path. I say easy. It's all relative, of course, but um, I, I think Houston going to the Elite Eight, maybe hooking up with Tejas or I don't know Xavier. I, I'm intrigued by that. I'm intrigued by that. But I just Indiana fans like they are great. It's like Kentucky basketball. It's you know it's like Arizona basketball out west. Like they have a fan base. They care. But how y'all feeling right now? Honestly, I bet you they have no idea what 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 to expect in the NCAA's. No idea. I think that's valid. I think that's fair. You've seen Indiana have some stinkers as of late. You know, got rolled by Iowa, and that was a home game. That was a home game for the Hoosiers. I'm almost positive. Um, let me bring it up here. Yeah, it was. And then lost by 15 at Michigan State. Got beat by Northwestern, just didn't play well, but it wasn't a terrible game. Got beat by Maryland, and then the Penn State loss. There's just been enough good and enough bad where Indiana fans are going to go into that Kent State game pretty pretty nervous. They just are. It's, it's, it's going to be part of it. I'll be interested to see how many IU fans make the trip out to Albany. I think it'll be a healthy contingent. Trace Jackson Davis on the final few game or games of his career. Uh, him and Jalen Hutchifino, that's a tough one, too. Indiana's you know, favored, and, and I could be uh, out on a limb here with Kent State, but, but I do like Kent State. Bottom half of the bracket, this is a, this is a nice region, man. I, I, do, I, do like, I do like most of what we have here for second-round purposes and Sweet 16, but like Iowa State's going to play the winner of Mississippi State-Pittsburgh. I can't get up from this. And I'm going to be into it. Don't get me wrong. But Mississippi State-Pittsburgh, uh, um, so I'll, I guess I'll have Pitt to win, although Mississippi State's going to win. It's just how this works. And then Mississippi State-Iowa State, if that's the game, it's first to 40. Okay? It's not first to 50. It's first to 40. That will be rough, rough, rough television. Uh, Xavier, Kennesaw State, I just don't see Kennesaw State giving Xavier enough of a game. Now, Xavier doesn't have a lot of depth. Uh, and it, it ran out of gas in the Big East title game. It just did not have it. It's a juicy number, by the way. Kennesaw State Xavier. What is it? It's 13. That's just too many. Yeah, that's pretty juicy. That's too many. You're probably right. Um, from a matchup perspective, I like, yeah, Xavier Xavier maybe winning by 8 or 11. That's 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 on the board there. Texas A&M Penn State is the one uh, that, that's intriguing in this regard. Wade Taylor the fourth versus Jalen Pickett. Those are... Just two high, high-end guards. A lot of fun. Some people have an issue with Texas A&M being a seventh seed. I don't. Schedule better in the non-conference, Buzz Williams, and don't lose uh, to the likes of Wofford and Murray State, and then you'll get better seeds. I don't have an issue whatsoever with, with A&M being seeded where it is. Um, so so it goes, and and here it is at playing well, playing quite well, although it didn't really give Bama a game in the title game, but that's fine. It had It's lost twice since we got to February. Um, that being said, I will take Penn State to win the game. Penn State's playing even better. We'll see if they can keep that up. And then Texas Colgate, it's just a lot of fun. You know, Texas, Texas, I would have put on the one line. It's not there. It's a two. Rodney Terry's done a really, really good job. Texas has beaten Kansas in two of its past four games. The other one's being wins over Oklahoma State and TCU. And now it's going to play a Colgate team that's the best three-point shooting team in the country. Colgate has been a 14 or a 15 the past three NCAA tournaments, it would have gone to the tournament in 2020. There was no tournament. Here it is as a 15, and Matt Langle is ready for a high major job. We'll see if he gets it. Uh, Colgate, though, only one loss since before Christmas, and this is a—it's an offensive juggernaut. You know, weirdly enough, 
Colgate is first in the country in three-point shooting. It's second, seventh in the country in two-point shooting. It's 335th at the foul line. It's not a good foul shooting team, but it's great at getting buckets anywhere else on the floor. We'll see if that winds up becoming a factor there. Uh, moves the ball well. I like Texas to win, but I get, I'm get i getting... What's the line on this game? Because I, I cannot shake the idea that that is going to be Texas 78, Colgate 74 with 2.13 left on the clock. Texas is a 14-and-a-half-point favorite against the toothpaste. You talk about juicy. Colgate the whole way. And I, you know what? I bet that's a I bet that's a line that the public is going to just chase Colgate hard because it's been in the bracket year after year after year. Familiar name. And people that will even generally be like, oh, they shoot the three well. Why, not, why would I not take them? So I, I would think the Sharps would take Texas in that kind of situation. To me, I just... I love Colgate to finish in single digits in that game. I do, I, but I'll take Texas to win. Okay. These, are, these are, of course, are for entertainment purposes only. Norlander does not wager on college basketball. but uh, I do not. Is, yeah, I do that's, not. That's good stuff. Uh, all right, let's go to the West. Because if you're in an office pool, speaking of gambling, uh, this is the region, for me, where you can make some hay. Because there's going to be five different teams that people are picking to come out of the West? I mean, the West is absolutely loaded, man. Kansas is the one. UCLA is the two. I know UCLA's banged up. They've got some injury concerns. We'll talk about that. Gonzaga, the three. You're talking about a potential UCLA-Gonzaga Sweet 16 game in Las Vegas. Are you joking? Final Four rematch from a couple years ago? Jalen Suggs at the horn? And, oh, by the way, UConn the four, St. Mary's the five. Isn't St. Mary's like a top 10 team in Ken Palm? It's 11 at Ken Palm. This, again, what do we, I mean, this region what are, has five of the top 11 teams at Ken Palm. And it, the West is never the best region. Very often it is the worst region because it is the most hodgepodge region because there normally aren't a lot of good teams out West. And so the way that the bracket just winds up settling, it's not a huge drop-off. It's usually just the West is a firm fourth overall. Not the case this year. I don't know if this is the first time the West has been the toughest, but it is the toughest this season, and there's no arguing it again you've got Arkansas with two lottery picks in the 8-9 game Illinois has how about this now Illinois has been up and down all season long and and Brad Underwood is probably you know <laughs> had to go to therapy because of this Illinois has wins over UCLA Texas and what was the I thought there was another high level one in there let me bring up the schedule here definitely beat UCLA and Texas does it have a third was it Baylor no, no, they no, went head to head in Vegas. So maybe okay. No, they lost to Virginia. So UCLA and Texas. So it's got to win over a pair of two seeds. So just as a reminder, that's your nine seed in that region. VCU is one of the top twenty teams in the sport in the past month, according to BartTorvik.com. It's just all over. And you got a you got a Hall of Fame coach uh, on the thirteen line. You've got a UConn team that's that's uh, a chic Final Four pick. I even know someone taking them to win the whole the whole title. They're not even a UConn fan. They didn't even go there. Just. Uh, stuff left and right, man. It's, it, this it, this region is a joke. It's incredible. I can't wait. And and I'm going to get Albany gets UConn, Iona. How about that? Local flavor to Albany? Environment's going to be amazing in that building. That's your late afternoon tip on Friday. The day will start. This is a brutal thing for St. Mary's. And I know I'm kind of all over the place here, but I'm this pumped about this region, man. St. Mary's got to go across the country. And it's got the first tip of the day. And that tip, let me give you that tip. So the St. Mary's VCU game... It's a two Eastern tip. So at least St. Mary's gets the benefit there uh, on the body clock. There is a team in this bracket that has, is it Utah State? Is it the Utah, look, is it the Utah State game? It is. 
I don't know how these things get decided. I don't. I, I don't know why, how the, it shakes out. But Mizzou-Utah State, and that game is just checking here. That's Sacramento. Sacramento is Thursday. So Utah State and Missouri are tipping Thursday at 1040 a.m. local in that building. Jeez. That's early. That's real. Like 1040 a.m. Breakfast ball. Um, so there's a couple of weird ones like that. But the, uh, back to, you know, that's top left of the bracket. Let's go back to the bottom right here. The West is just loaded up and down. And because of that, it sometimes these these loaded regions they feel like they're going to go one way or the other and the one way is okay we're going to get there and it's going to be you know some combination of one two three four and five in the sweet 16 or you're going to have you're going to get to like the elite eight and it's going to be the the four versus the six or what you know or whatever however it, it breaks down like that because tcu could get there and uconn could get there i love this region vegas is going to get an awesome four pack and the uh the pod sites in the west are des moines that's your Kansas, your Arkansas, Illinois. They're in Des Moines. Albany, that's your VCU, St. Mary's, UConn, Iona. Denver gets t- TCU. Uh, Arizona, St- Arizona State, Nevada winner. Gonzaga will be in Denver. And then the bottom is Sacramento, which is where Northwestern, Boise State, UCLA, and Asheville will be. I'm going to tell you right now, Norlander, Kansas will be the first one eliminated in the NCAA tournament. Office Road. They will go down to Arkansas in the round of 32. Us short kings got to stay together, and I will ride on the must bus all the way. Short kings across. Hey, look at you. Look at me. I just realized this. Short kings. Muss is one. Randy Bennett's another. He's in this region. Um, Hurley's not short. Can't go there. Let's see. Uh, Few. Few and Cronin. And Leon Rice, short kings galore in this bracket. Yeah, I mean, is anyone shorter than Eric Musselman though? I mean, I Eric feel like Musselman. Cronin's short. I I honestly think Cronin's shorter. Okay, Cronin's thick though. That's a thick boy. He fills yeah. it out too. He's got the three piece suit. I mean, he looks good. He looks real good. Muss is over there in a polo and like some joggers. Yeah. I mean, he's like. I mean, like I'm five nine on a good day with sneakers. Okay. Oh, I'm you're looking, that short? I'm looking down. Wow, looking, I had you. I'm looking I down had you at, at Eric like, Musselman. I, I had you at like 5'11". And no a way, of, homie. Yeah, wow. No way. I wish. Oh, my gosh. Man, changed. if I was 5'11", I'd probably be in the association right now, dropping you know buckets. How, how tall? Do you know how tall I am? Yeah, you're like 6'2". No, come on. Six. six. You're taller than that? He's like 6'4", yeah. I think. Whoa. There he is. Cerber, I did not expect this. No lie. This. About 15 minutes ago, I was like, this show could use Cerber, but the man's taking Monday off. Wow. Thanks, buddy. I, appreciate I that. Just, listen, I've just been listening because there is no better place to hear about the NCAA tournament than from the man himself, Matt Norlander. So, uh, And you're all right, too, Stephen, even though you are 5'8". Thanks. I am 6'3 and one quarter. And I don't ever say the quarter, but my actual, like, if you actually measured me, I'd be 6'3 and a quarter. So. Here's the thing, though. If if you and I were on the same basketball court, I would get buckets on you. Okay, just that. just just know that. Okay, so yeah, you. I mean, I've been getting buckets against taller dudes my whole life, so it's it's no thing. I'm a distributor. So, it's okay, Server, I'm sorry. I I, I didn't want to bring this up because you know there 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 isn't really been any bubble talk on this show. I am sorry about your Clemson Tigers, dude. It's, I am. It's fine. I really am. It's fine. Don't he's lose. Known to, for, he's known it for a month. Yeah, don't so. don't lose to Louisville. As soon as they lost to Louisville, I believe I came on this very same podcast and asked Matt Norlander if we could stop talking about their net ranking and 
so on and so forth. My only issue is that, like, eh, NC State probably shouldn't be in considering Clemson beat them three times by sizable margins. Twice away from Little John. Correct? I know. There's, there's something to be said and, for that. And they beat Pitt it's, it's pretty re- handily as well. the resume on balance. I know. It, well, let's – It's, th- it's let's, the issue, right? It's it, But it's also – I think it's a great way to look at how the NCAA, NCAA basketball, men's basketball, is handled differently than the college football playoff because – it, it is you have to kind of switch your mind into the way these teams qualify for things and the way in the, the qualifiers and the criteria you have to meet in college football. If there's a head to head head to head matchup, it, and especially if there's a head to head matchup on a neutral field, there's almost always an advantage to winning. Right. Like that th- that is what will weigh more. Right. But in NCAA basketball, data, it is a, there's also fewer data. points. Right. In so basketball with 32, 33 games, it is a full every game matters situation like even if you lose to a good team like and you lose by five that could be a great thing for you um whereas beating a team who is terrible by three is actually a bad thing for you so it is just you kind of have to wrap your head around the process and i and i think a lot of clemson fans which is why you're seeing chirping on social media can't do that because ultimately we're a football school and our football fans are conditioned for that and they can't wrap their heads around why NC State and Pitt are in, if Pitt's in, I don't even know if they are. I also, and, yeah. and Clemson's not. I want to point this out. HD Intelligence tweeted this, and it's worth, it's worth noting um, because it is something every year. Teams rated in the net that did not get into the field. I'm not going to name the teams. This is their, ra- their rating. 38, 40, 43, 44, 46, 47. Top 50 teams in the net did not get in. However, teams that did get in as at largest. 48, 49, 50, 56, 66, 67. A reminder that where you rank in the net does not carry a ton of significance. It's more the rankings of your opponents and how those fill out the quadrants. It is a sorting system. Keep that in mind going forward. I think things like strength of record, KPI, Ken Palm, BPI, all that stuff, and who you beat, where you beat them, those mean more than your actual, the number next to your net ranking. The net ranking understandably gets a lot of attention, as it should, but it is not. It is not the indicator of whether or not you will get in at large bid. So back to the West real quick, because we're going to wrap up the show. Norlander is going to give us you know, kind of his picks, and, and I do want to ask you about the first four, which is tipping. <laughs> By the way, Tuesday night... Uh, and, you know, a little more than 24 hours when this thing drops, we'll have NCAA tournament games. Your concerns about UCLA's injuries. Okay, Jalen Clark, Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year, out for the season with an Achilles. Uh, they didn't have Adam Bona in the uh, in the semis, I believe. They got knocked out against the game uh, against, against Oregon in the quarters uh, in the Pac-12 tournament. What's Bona's status, and how much does this change your perspective on a UCLA team that prior to the you know, last second shot to beat them uh, in the Pac-12 tournament championship game had been rolling along. Yeah, uh, I think it's a deem, Bona, just so we're so we're on the same page there moving forward. I, I checked in at the start of the season. I was told it was a deem, so hopefully that has not changed. A deem, um, okay. A deem, Bona. Apologies, Apologies Mr. It's Bona. Good. It's all good. Just letting you know for, for future reference. Um, he's got a shoulder issue, and UCLA is projecting as though he is going to return and be good to go. So even if they want to do a Sasser situation and maybe sit him for the first round game, which I would not advise if you can go because UNC Asheville is your most likely St. Peter's situation. Uh, yeah, I would even say it's more likely than Colgate, but those uh, those are the ones that feel possible. Princeton over Arizona, I'm not seeing it. Vermont over Marquette, I'm not seeing it. 
but Bonus should be good to go. And then uh, UCLA will have a ceiling. I've got them going down to Gonzaga, Sweet 16. We're down. This will be, I think, the fourth time these teams have met since Morrison's uh, crying situation, 06, I think, in the tournament, fourth time. Um, they obviously met in an epic two years ago in the Final Four. I'll have Gonzaga over UCLA in that Sweet 16 out west in Vegas. Gonzaga Nation, they, they book their travel yearly to go and watch the WCC tournament out there in Sin City. Uh, but UCLA is is certainly capable of getting out of there. Um, but, uh, you know, upsets lurk everywhere in this bracket. Like, it's not it's not unthinkable that Boise State or Northwestern could give UCLA a real game. You know, it's not unthinkable that Arizona State gets hot and it's the first four team that beats that beats TCU and moves along because every year except one. So 10 of the past 11 years, a first four team has made it to at least the second round. So keep that in mind as well. It's uh, it's just I love the you know selection Sunday is awesome, and then the morning after, as you're looking at your picks, you're looking at your bracket, you're looking okay. What am I, what am I seeing here? What what are the where are the where are the upsets that are just staring me in the face, but yet you know I can't see them. Where are these damn things? You're just looking and you're searching and you're searching and you got that printout bracket, you got it in your hands, and uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I got to say, the committee I think did a pretty pretty good job with with seating. I don't have many issues. My my biggest gripe is FAU. I would have bumped them up at least two seed lines. But other than that, um, the bracket is mostly balanced. The West broke the way it broke. It's it's just it's crazy loaded. Um, you could, you know swap one for the other, and then you got a few different geography things. Auburn playing in Birmingham. Uh, you've got Iona only driving a short while to play for UConn, but UConn will pack the joint, so that'll be a that'll be a home game for for the Huskies, uh, no doubt about it. And then. Uh, yeah, you mentioned the Kennesaw State. That's actually notable. But there aren't too many of those. Overall, committee did a good job. I like this bracket. I got to be honest. There's been I love it every year no matter what. There's been a couple of brackets in the past, like three or four tournaments, where I've liked it, but I was like, mm, man, if you just watch same seed lines but put this team in this game and that team in that game, that's actually more interesting. There, there's not a ton of that here. I think uh, I think we got a pretty kick-ass field 68. Can't wait to get it going tomorrow. By yeah, the way, it's yeah, always let's a quick let's let's jump into this first four in Dayton, Texas A&M Corpus Christi versus Southeast Missouri State. That is a six forty tip on what is that? True TV? Yeah, it is True TV. I thought I heard a rumor that maybe these things were going to TBS this year, but that's not the case. We're yeah. still in True, True, True TV, TV, or for those of you out there streaming the March Madness app, uh, Mississippi State Pitt is the nightcap, and you were you said earlier in the show you made a. Kind of like a gag reflex sound talking about this game. You're not you're not feeling Bulldogs and Panthers, huh? Not my vibe, totally, honestly. But for the purposes of this, Corpus Christi is the pick. Steve Lutz is a good coach, former Purdue assistant. He's the guy who actually basically helped get it done to get Zach Eady to Purdue before he took this job. Two years, two tournaments. They're in. I'll take him over SEMO. Um, and then I'll go with Pitt over Mississippi State. Pitt has been the better team. Mississippi State is, you know, they're just going to grind you into a paste, man. They they don't want this game to get into the 60s. I will go with Pitt. It'll have the best player on the floor. And I think, well, Tolu Smith is really good, too. Jamarius Burton's been awesome for Pitt. But it's good to see Pitt back in the bracket. It's been a while, and it's been a while. <laughs> I just walked right in there. The game was over. Oh, come on. That's that's not it. That's you got to work on that, man. It's just I, disrespectful listen, to Leonard Hamilton. It's exaggerating for comedic effect. At this the point. game was over. There we go. It's faster than that. Yeah, I know. I know. The game was over. All right, so I'll take Pitt to win on Tuesday night, True TV. All right, Wednesday. 
Arizona State versus Nevada. That's in uh, that's the nightcap nine ten. It'll be preceded by Texas Southern and Farley Dickinson. Fairly, uh, not Farley. Whatever. I don't oh even know what state goodness. that's in, man. Like seriously, what state is that in? I know. Let's. Can you get it in five guesses? Here we go. It's in the Northeast somewhere. I think you're probably on the right track. Pennsylvania. No. Keep going. I don't like this game. Come on, just keep going. <clears throat> New York. Nope. New Hampshire. Nope. Two more. <laughs> New Jersey. Boom. Yes. Let's Four go. Times the charm. This is March. Farley Dickinson, my guy said. Who you got? Who you got? Give me some picks. Oh, man. This and by is... the way, should ASU have made the field? Arizona State? Yeah. Yeah, I had him in. Okay. I thought that, yeah. Yeah, narrowly, but yeah. I think I got the field 68 for 68, which is not the, some great accomplishment. Um, basically, unless you just aren't paying attention, Dude, you're going to get 65. I, listen, I know Torvik was feeding you picks, man. I know he, he was wasn't. he was sliding in those DMs. He was like, hey, man, just send me your draft first. Let me clean it up for you. picks enough. Bart. Uh, so what we have here is Texas Southern is only the third 20 loss team to ever make the tournament. Fairly Dickinson didn't even win its conference tournament championship, uh, but because Merrimack was in the final year of transition, can't go. FDU is the runner up. I will go FDU. Uh, let me actually check real quick. They're the underdogs. FDU. FDU's the underdog, which means, hold on, Texas, really? They're the underdogs. So Texas Southern is 285 at Ken Palm. Dickinson is 312. 3. 12. This is a sicko special right here. Give me, and you know what? Texas Southern, a little nugget for you. It's the only school with multiple first four wins in its history. This was the eight seed in the SWAC. Grambling had never made the tournament, was the one seed, and got upset in the title game. That is so, so, so rough. Would have loved to have seen Grambling stake make the bracket, but it doesn't. I will go after you, Topin Anderson. Good, good coach in his first year getting stuff done. And what about the nightcap on Wednesday? I will go... And let me check uh, right now. So Nevada's 43rd at Kempom. Arizona State chilling all the way down at 68. So my guess on the line is Nevada two and a half. Yeah. Uh, no. Oh, excuse me. Arizona State is favored in this game by two and a half. Arizona State is favored that's, despite that's the, the fact opening that it line. is 25 spots lower at Kempom. Listen, we, here's the thing. For, for, for those that do that this sort an, of thing. That is an anomaly. The Monday morning tournament lines that come out, get they get banged up between when they get released Sunday night slash Monday morning and when the games tip Thursday, Friday. The best time for value when it comes to these lines is the round of 32 games. A lot of games, short turnaround, public doesn't have a ton of time to move these things. So round of 32 games for spots in the Sweet 16, Saturday, Sunday this weekend, that's where you make your move. Just putting that out there. I'm just, you know, I'm not, that's what I've been told. I'm not by, not from experience, of course. Okay, uh, let's I'll go make Arizona some... State in this game. Uh, it should be the best of the four first four games between the 16s and the and the 11s. Have you been to UD Arena for first four action not. before? I have not. I've heard it's a heady place. I've heard it's pretty good. I mean, it's it's obviously not the the Nutter Center. I mean, there's other headier venues in Dayton, places are. obviously, but you know, it is what it is. Okay, we're gonna make some predictions. We're gonna go and we're, we're gonna go clockwise here, and we're gonna start with the uh, with the South Regional. I want your Elite Eight matchup and your Final Four pick in each region. Okay. Yeah. And and here's the thing: you've been asked to make picks for every show. Every every guest radio hit that you're doing, I, I don't know if you're hedging here. 
I I don't know what your what your thought process is if I if I pick 14 different teams to make the final four I'll hit on some of these or if you've got the same final four in every bracket and every prediction thing that you do um and I don't really care quite frankly Norlander I only fill out one bracket because I'm a man of honor and integrity but ditto okay all right well then very good let's let me get your elite eight matchup who meets in the regional final in Louisville at the KFC Yum Center and who goes to Houston out of the south first of all remember the last time there was a regional final in Louisville what happened no. Virginia Purdue. One of the best games I've ever seen in person. Okay. Carson Edwards launching on fire. Great stuff. Hopefully they can get another good one. I got Bama playing Creighton, and I got Creighton going to the Final Four. You heard me right. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. I didn't come to play. No, no, you, you did not come to play. Uh, Creighton Jays in the Final Four. Man, you are... I mean, that would really just solidify your case as, as just a Big East homer uh, for all time. But good for you, man. you got to play to your base. Big East team, Creighton Blue Jays. That's right. Yeah, you you got to play to your base. I get it. Uh, Bama coming out of the South. Let's yeah, go to I've the got mid- Creighton just real quick on this. Um, I'll just give you my – I only go one bracket. But I almost went Zona, but I wanted to have a little bit of chaos. There's going to be one region that's not going to have a one, two, or three get through, in my opinion. I just think that's where we're headed. We, we've had that plenty uh, in the past decade. So this is the region. I went Jays. I respect it. I mean, I respect it. I don't see it, but I respect it. Let's go to the Midwest. Who's in the Elite Eight at the uh, in Kansas City? I'm assuming is that Sprint Center. I'm assuming that's where this yeah. is. Who's who's meeting for the regional final? Who goes to Houston out of the Midwest? I've got Houston over Xavier X. in the Elite Eight. I've got X all the way. We talked about this a year ago. Few things feel better than writing X on a printout bracket. So I got that three times. Xavier over Kennesaw State, Iowa State, and Texas. Houston to Houston. I'm with you on I'm with you on the Cougs. I'm also with you on X. Nobody, I mean, only psychopaths actually write Xavier on the bracket. Uh, I'll give you another one. If you're going to pick Kennesaw State, y- you don't need to type all that out. You don't need to write that. Just write owls. Some of these teams, it's just, just mascots. Hoot. If you're picking San Diego State to advance over CFC, it's just Tex. T-E-C-S, Tex. This is this is the game within the game. This is how you know. If you know, you know. This is, this is how you separate the men from the boys. Okay. West Regional, as we move clockwise here in our, uh, in our bracket, for those of you following along. Hopefully you pulled over to the side of the car by now and you're not doing this while driving. West Regional in Las Vegas. Who meets in the regional final? Who this it, it this it's gonna be carnage in the West, man. It's gonna get silly in the West region. Uh, who you got coming out of there? I'm gonna. So, um, I, I this is the toughest one to get through in terms of getting it right. I'm going UConn playing Gonzaga in the regional final. Gonzaga's got the number one offense in the country. Out West, UConn fans travel well. They will not be able to compete with Gonzaga fans for getting into that building. I will go Gonzaga to the Final Four, which is a bit of a Hartzell special, but I just, I don't know. There's something about this team. It's played as the best team in the sport per efficiency metrics for more than a month. They get to be a little bit off the radar here on the three line. Yeah. Give me give me the Zags. Here, and I would be surprised. 
I would be very surprised if this team doesn't make an eighth straight Sweet 16. That's the longest active streak in college hoops. I thought for a second you were going to pick a second Big East team in the Final Four, which would have really been, you know, very John Fanta of you. I can't do that. UConn's got, actually, real quick on this. Yeah, I mean, Dan Hurley was punching air on Sunday night, being an 0-2 coach at, at, at UConn since he got to the— since he got there in the NCAAs, and he's got to face Rick Pitino in the first round. I think UConn will win, but that is that is a hell of they've they've got they've got landmines galore even getting to the Elite Eight. That could be one where a lot of people are wrong. UConn is a very trendy uh, Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight, Final Four team right now. Speaking of Rick Pitino, by the way, we can do this on another show, but the coaching carousel is about to heat up in a big way. Rick Pitino, Chris Beard. Georgia Tech's got an opening. I'm hearing good things. So let's let's go, baby. Let's go. R.I.P. Josh Pastner. Miss you, buddy. Uh, okay. East Regional at the Garden. Norlander, you will be there. Who meets in the Elite Eight? Who goes on to the Final Four? My prediction is that I'm going to be seeing Purdue play Marquette in the Elite Eight. It's my only one versus two matchup in the bracket for a regional final. Marquette just cut down the nets in that building, and it was an awesome, awesome deal. I'm going to have something up on Shaka Smart on CBSSports.com sometime on Tuesday. I will go with Purdue. I'm going to go down with the ship. Uh, they have been way to double uh, down, buddy. I know, and 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 people are going to fade them. I get it. You're going to have people fading Purdue against FAU or Memphis. Then you're going to have an even larger contingent fading them against Duke. You won't see too much of Tennessee, but you'll you'll see a lot of Duke over Purdue, and then you'll see no shortage of either Marquette or Kansas State over Purdue in the regional final. There will be plenty of people that take Purdue to the Final Four. I'm going to be one of them. So I have got two ones. I've got Houston and Purdue. I've got a three in Gonzaga, and I've got a six in Creighton. That gives me a total of 11 in the Final Four. Who do you have, and what are your seeds add up to? I'm doing this in real time. Uh, Bama is the easiest pick out of the South Regional. They will play... Dude, I like Marquette more than Purdue, if that if that is in fact the case. So give me Bama and Marquette on the left side of the bracket. On the right side, I'm going Houston and UCLA. Fight, fight, fight. This is the year I don't take the Zags. Because guess what, Gonzaga? I've done it every year for the last decade, and it hasn't done very well for me. It almost has. It should have against UNC a couple years ago, but it didn't. I will, for, for the first time, in no joke, probably eight or nine years, I will abstain from picking Gonzaga to cut down the nets. You know what that means? Mark Few, championship. You're welcome. Uh, so give me Houston, UCLA um, in the Final Four on the right Alabama and Marquette, that is two ones and two twos. Pretty chalky by me. But I've got a lot of carnage in the uh, in the opening two rounds. Don't know yet what that looks like. I will take a picture of my bracket, handwritten bracket, and I will pin it to the top of my Twitter page, at Stephen Hartzell, because hashtag transparency. One bracket, it's all that matters. One sheet of integrity, if you will, going back to the old Mike and Mike days. All right. So you got Bama, Purdue, Houston, Gonzaga. Let's play this out, Norlander. We got two minutes left in the show. Who meets for a national championship and who cuts down the nets? I'll take Houston to beat Gonzaga. You've got the best team the, the entire season, Houston, against the team that's been the best over the past six weeks, meeting up in Houston for the Final Four. Give me Houston, and then I will take Purdue over Creighton. So then I do have a matchup of two number one seeds. You got big old Zach Eady, those freshman guards. Going up against Houston, it's three-guard attack, future lottery pick, Jarris Walker, 
And that is a bad. Let me just tell you, knee jerk right now. That is a bad matchup for Purdue, buddy. And I've got Houston winning it all. I've got Houston winning in Houston with Jim Nance on the call for his final tournament game. Dude, did you did you read my homework? That's what I got. God. All right. There you go. And but one last comment for me here. It now this this might wind up being wrong, but to me right now, Houston has the shortest odds to win the NCAA tournament. Yes. It feels like you will get the most value in your March Madness pool of any year to pick the actual favorite to win. Houston will not be picked as commonly as other years where the, the shortest odds team gets picked. So you you might actually have a decent play there or as decent of a play as you'll ever have in a March Madness pool if you pick the team that rates as the best in the sport. That normally is not the case. Houston's not in a power conference. So it'll get picked plenty, but it, it's not going to get picked as heavy. Like you're going to see plenty of Bama. You'll see some Purdue in there. You'll get people wanting to be cute and give you a Marquette. There'll be some Kansas stuff. Um, I actually think you'll get a you'll get a lot of, of variety here with with your national champion picks. Bama will be the most popular. Give me Alabama versus UCLA in the national championship game, and I'm going to ride with Tiger Campbell, Jaime Jaquez, and them boys. That's a tough UCLA team. Give me the Bruins over Bama. For the natty there you go you're welcome we did it we we managed to hit our out norlander thank you for the time i know you have been on that grind and it doesn't stop because the coaching news is going to be breaking fast and furious over the next several days don't know when i'll talk to you next but it'll probably be next week we'll figure this out in real time we might get you another show before the end of the week but uh but we'll figure it out yeah the shelf life on that is very short but yes i i would love to talk to you as always buddy i will always make time for you but for now uh that's it that's the show enjoy the games enjoy the first four hit us up on twitter at cs now tweets he is matt norlander thanks to server for joining us Uh, i'm Stephen hartzell talk to you later all right I'll find you. I'm not opposed to a second show. It just depends on schedule. Yeah, Go enjoy yeah, your yeah, meeting. Yeah. yeah, I hear you, man. Thank Later, you. Later, bud. All right, All right bye. We have the same championship.